one. Here we go. Pardon My Jerk podcast is live to you guys coming from the Hacienda del Hamlet. Uh, Dunk is here broadcasting from his child's nursery. New location. Nice. Yeah, do what you got to do. Still have interesting pictures in the background, though. <laughs> yeah, right. It wouldn't be it wouldn't feel like the office unless you were unless there was like weird pictures of animals behind you. <laughs> yeah, I'm still doing I'm still in my spare bedroom pointed out to <laughs> point out my window. Uh, so, good to be back um thanks for tuning in everybody thank you for the support on our previous podcast uh got some good listens on that one uh thanks for sticking with us through a little bit of a hiatus uh once the games were over duck and i just needed to kind of take a breath and just kind of step away from crossfit games content for a little while uh and start focusing on the more important season at hand and that is the nfl regular absolutely the season of the nfl regular variety <laughs> season where i never stopped thinking about the nfl <laughs> um so today uh today we're going to be doing an overrated underrated podcast concept uh, i thought it was kind of a fun thing to give it a shot um but first jerk work i'm assuming you didn't train today i did not train today what about yesterday nope <laughs> all right so anyway i got, I a, a, good one I, got a, I got a competition tomorrow so oh right 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 so, uh, so we did a fun one yesterday. Uh, I immediately thought I was like, I got to share this one because it was it was a really good workout. So, ascending ladder of snatches, as I like to do. Okay, descending ladder of strict handstand pushups. Oh, I did see this on your on your wife's Instagram. Oh, did she post it? Yep. So it was a, yeah, it was a really cool one. So it was, it was 10, nine, eight, seven, six, five, four, three, two, one strict handstand pushups. She did it different, I think. And okay. then it was five, five, four, four, three, three, yep. two, two, one, one of squ- of full snatches, no power snatches allowed. Start at a bar. You can, you can go touch and go full snatches and then add 10 pounds each time. Okay. So I did, I think five at one thirty-five, five at one forty-five four at 155 four at 165 and work my well well it was a fun one i, do, I like that one i haven't done handstand push-ups <laughs> in about three months but i like that one so i mean i i've been unless i'm doing someone else's workout like a like we were doing the regionals workouts everything for a while i pretty much stick away stay away from just kipping handstand push-ups of any kind yeah uh, and maybe if we're doing deficit ones i'll do it but uh just work really working on getting those strict ones good to go and i think i did the whole thing unbroken which i was pretty happy about you've got a competition coming up with some kipping handstand push-ups though don't you yeah and i should yeah but uh it was fun it was I, fun I because just, like i, I, briefed, know... I was briefed in the workout i was like hey look obviously it's going to be a lot of shoulder fatigue don't fuck around with that right so like you don't want to try and grip and rip a bar that's super heavy your shoulders are under fatigue you know what i mean mm-hmm. so it was fun because you kind of had to like it was kind of you playing with what's your sort of um your threshold for how fast or how hard you can go on those squat snatches because you knew your shoulders were trash. So you had to like take your time. What can I handle stepping back to the bar, which was cool. So was the the goal to go unbroken on those first few bars or was it just a weight that you <laughs> could was, go? And then that went out the window real quick. I was going to say, that's just like, uh, why even go unbroken? It's you're just going to fuck yourself. <laughs> yeah, it was like 135, 145. I was, I was just ripping it and going. And I got to 155 and it was like, I think I could probably just slow down. A yeah, bit. Just, we're gonna put this down in between, in between lifts. Yeah, but that was that was some, that was a real good one. And then uh, 
also did like a an iteration of the bike repeater workout from the game. So we did 10 rounds for time, uh, 10 rounds for time, 500 meters on the assault bike and one pegboard climb. God, I hate pegboards. Yeah, well, everybody, I do the pegboard. Everybody else is doing legless rope climbs. But uh, so I was I was looking forward to that one. I had written down for a while. Surprised how badly that shit hurt. <laughs> Ten <laughs> rounds. Like, that, that, yeah, ten rounds of that is just. Even if you're amazing at pegboard, that would be terrible. Pegboard was the easy part for me. Really? That was like no hesitation. Like hop off the bike, no hesitation, just boom, boom, boom up. That would, I'm pegboards are probably a strength of mine. It was just hot, just like those sprint bike repeats. Just oh, this yeah. made it hurt me. I was yeah. especially because you're, you're sprinting and then you're off for what a minute, like doing it because you got to walk outside, do your pegboard. Oh yeah, not even. <laughs> your legs are blowing up. It's just like your legs got plenty of like just enough time to blow up in between each round and then get back on the bike. Right. It was like 30, 40. It was like basically 10 sets of a 500 meter bike sprint with like 30, 40 seconds break. Yeah. So yeah, it, it hurt. It was a good one though. I, I, I'd recommend that one. So um, uh, what else I want to touch on for us today? Uh, yeah, I definitely want to talk about that jerk work. Um, what's going on in the news? Anything that we need to talk about? Uh. I know Brooke, Wells had a, Brooke Wells had successful surgery. Mazel tov to Brooke Wells. Yeah. Hope for a speedy healing process. She's getting Tommy John. Did you see that? Or she got yeah. Tommy John? Mm-hmm. So the thing about that Tommy John surgery is like, you know, she's probably going to be fine. It's not going to end yeah. her career because every high school baseball player gets that now. But the flip side of it is like, you also know that's going to be a long recovery process but i'm curious though like what's the difference between the recovery process for a pitcher and like someone who like she don't use her elbow like like a pitcher does so it's like is it going to be quite as long or is she going to be back to like working out and doing things in five six months like i mean you saw sigma's daughter she's back to doing like real workouts five months after surgery which is kind of like you don't think of that like it's usually a longer longer process she sort of is her like I mean, yeah, weightlifting not, stuff is still very very light but yeah, she's not lifting 200 pounds over her head or anything but but uh the thing i'm interested in with that is like is her process because she you know in a month or two she'll probably be able to just train again like she'll yeah. probably be able to hop on a c2 bike and do intervals and uh, that type of thing but yes like the the process for a pitcher is di- like but I, mean, I feel like a pitcher, like after a couple of months, you can go out there and start short tossing. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Whereas like where there's so much that she has to be able to do and it's going to be, it's so much just time under tension and rep. So what's like a terrible day for a pitcher, a hundred pitchers, a hundred pitches, right? Like yeah. that pitcher throws a hundred pitches in an outing. You know, they're laid up for two, three days. They're iced up, right? Mm-hmm. Dude, a hundred pull-ups, a hundred jerks in a workout. That's, that's just Tuesday for them. You know what I right. mean? Right, right, right. So that that's what I'm curious about is her, like handling that level of tension, that level of volume. That and I think that's going to be a much much slower process. Yeah. So, I, but I feel like she'll be back in time to be able to compete for the games next year. I don't think it's gonna. I don't think it's gonna completely derail her season. Oof. That's generous. She's got. That's generous. She's got what? Eleven months, tw- ten months before the last chance qualifier. I mean, if she, I don't, I'm curious if like, is she not able to do the open? Is she going to be able to like compete in any of those events? Like, well, 
you think she could get some I, like I don't know how that'll work with an injury like yeah you went to the games last year but you're injured and you can't complete the first set of the like the first step in the process to go back to the games but you think that there's a way that she would be able to work around that you know um I don't think so you I think I there don't should see, be you think they, they should just move her along the process just because she's been there so many times I mean, I don't, that's tough, but like, I feel like yes, even though that's probably not fair. Yeah, I, I don't know how much I buy that, but um, I, I think she, I, I think there's a good, just the timeline's gonna be too compressed for her. I think she's done for next year, honestly. It might even be for the best, like two years off for like CrossFit athletes, two years off is, if you do it right, that's a, that can be a really good thing, especially because she's so, still pretty young. Ben Bergeron tells this, this story about um brent fikowski and brent fikowski was like a fringe regional athlete for like several years and just 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 couldn't get over the hump and um he finally just had this one year he showed up to regionals he blew everyone out of the fucking water and it was like amazing he killed everyone and ben bergeron asked him i I think he asked him at the regional or or asked him at the games that year he's like what happened how did you how did you manage to get over the hump and perform like this and uh fikowski was like i got hurt he goes, I, I couldn't, I think he hurt his hip, I think is the injury he sustained. And he goes, he injured his hip severely. So uh, he just couldn't, he couldn't do a lot of the stuff he likes to work on. So he had to work on weaknesses. You know what I mean? So, he's, yeah, so he said yeah. the injury was the best thing that ever happened to him. And that's pretty bizarre because like a hip, that's a pretty serious one. It's like, it takes a lot of things off the table. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I think, because I think for Cassie just struggled with a lot of um like strength stuff. So I think he like, spent a lot of time working on like overhead pressing and handstand pushups mm-hmm. and that if yeah. I could be getting that wrong, but that, I think that's how that went. So, um, you know, same thing for Brooke Wells, like there's a, you know, maybe this could be a really good thing for her. Yeah. The unfortunate thing for her though, is she, the things that she's not great at and are heavily dependent on her elbow. Right. <laughs> right. So, but two years is two years. So like, I mean, she's going to be laid up, and not able to use her elbow for what, not the full two years. It's, it's going to be five, six months. That's just, yeah. if you're, if you're thinking of it the way you are, it's not, it's just not going to be enough time to get back to the games, but she'll be healthy yeah. by the next games. Yeah. Reebok got bought. Did they? Yeah. Do you see that? Mm-mm. Adidas sold them to authentic brands. I think is the name of the company. They own, I know they own Aeropostale. They own Brooks Brothers. They own Volcom. They own a couple other sports type of brands. Like they're in the athletic, like the training space. I'll bring it up right now. Um, Yeah, so I think two and a half billion dollars. The crazy thing is Adidas bought, uh, bought Reebok, I think in 2004, 2005. And uh, I think they took a they took a bath on the sale, really. Like, like I think they sold it for about a billion less than they bought it for. Wow. Yeah. Fifteen, Fifteen years ago, that's that's bad. So, oh, sorry, more than that. Bought in two thousand five for three point eight billion, sold for two point five billion. They, you would think, just owning something for fifteen plus years, it would just occur like with inflation, yeah. like that, like, yeah. You at least get your money back. I feel like that, like that happens with everything. Like if you own something for seventeen years, especially right now, it's like if you've owned it that long, it's you, you'd think it'd be making money, or you'd be able to sell it for a profit. 
Yeah. So that's um, bad. That's and like it. That's bad. Yeah, one point three billion. One point three billion dollars. Um, I'm trying to find it right now. I I had it up on my phone. Who who else? Okay, so uh, authentic uh, authentic brands group owns Sports Illustrated. They own uh, Prince Sports, Tap Out, Volcom, uh, Nine West, Brooks Brothers, Aeropostale, Aeropostale, I don't know how you say it, and uh, Izod. Aeropostale, bro. Aeropostale, sorry. <laughs> um, I, I thought that company was like perpetually going out of business. <laughs> like, I yeah. think, I don't think I've ever been to a mall that didn't have an Aeropostale that was clearancing the entire storehouse. <laughs> Most of those those items that you just mentioned are like the the front the front line items at like a Boscov's, you know. <laughs> yeah, right. But like a it's like the like ones like walk an in. outlet mall. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I'm curious. I th- I what I read is like they're expect don't expect anything to really change. I, that's really what I anticipate happening. Um, I think that's just what we're gonna see is like. They're just going to stay as a in the training space, stay as like a training type of brand. Um, I hope they keep churning out nanos. But from what I understand, uh, they actually just re-upped their athlete lineup and added some new athletes. So I hope they're not going away. I like Reebok stuff. I'm one of the few, maybe it's because yeah. I'm an old head, but I'm, I, I'm team Reebok now. I've always been Nike. I... Nike, there's, there's fluctuation. There's too much fluctuation in Nike. Like some of their shit is awesome. Like the the Metcon sixes were weak. I did not. I did not. I I'm not a fan of the Metcon sixes, but the Metcon fives were amazing. Yeah, I mean, like everybody has good and bad shoes. It's, they turn them out like they turn out iPhones now. So if you're if, if you don't like the the Nano twelves, then the Nano thirteen will be out in four months. Fair enough. Okay. That should basically do it for anything that I can remember. I got to start. I, you're hearing stuff here and there all over the place because we're, we're fresh out of the game. So everybody's got their little behind the scenes stories and that, that type of thing. Um, but yeah, I don't think anything too, too, too crazy. Uh, overrated, underrated. So pretty common podcast sort of subject, but here's the way this is going to go. I'm going to give you a topic you come back to me overrated underrated why i will try to keep my opinions to myself but that's probably not going to happen then you are going to give me a topic overrated underrated why and then i'm going to tell you why i believe it is such sound good sounds good let's do it all right can you hear me okay you're breaking up on the internet i hear you okay okay yeah you're like uh you're in and out of freedom so uh you want to go first? You want me to go first? I got I got a couple good ones here. No way! I, I know what we're, we're getting into here. What's that? You go first, so I can get into here. Okay. So, uh, topic number one. All right. Uh, I'm gonna say pistol squats. Overrated? Underrated? Overrated. They suck. They're stupid. They're terrible <laughs> for your knees. That is <laughs> terrible for your true. knees. No. What do you mean they're that what please. opposite of please go they're garbage me. for your knees? Like every person that does if you if you got a pistol squat in a workout, if you can, everyone's wearing knee sleeves, everyone's wearing lifters, everyone's doing everything they can to save their knees. Like it's it it's just dumb. Like it's all about like 
uh, I'm not. I only do them for competition. Otherwise, they're they're just a waste of waste of time. All I'm going to say is they are not. They are not inherently any more bad for your knees than deadlifting is bad for your back. So deadlifting can be bad for your back. Pistols can be bad for your knees. Okay. If you have, okay. If you got, have mobility restrictions that are causing them to be bad for your knees, and what you need to do is proper scaling and progression, and then they, they're not as bad for your knees. All right. Well, the benefits of a good deadlift as opposed to the benefits of a good pistol squat outweigh the beach. It's like, all right, I can get a lot more from being good at deadlifting than I can from just being good at a pistol squat. Fair enough, but I you probably deadlift far more frequently than you do pistols. Yeah. All right. Next question. <laughs> all right. I'm going, I'm going with an athlete. Overrated, underrated. T declared to me. Underrated. I I have so I I did, I did my list a little differently. I just listed people who were overrated and underrated, and I put Tia in the underrated category, too. Underrated. So, uh, spoiler alert, our next episode will be the definitive settlement of the argument. Who is the superior uh, athlete between Tia and Matt Fraser? And I've started diving into the numbers on this uh, particular topic. And uh, I'm only in the early numbers, but I, I think she, I just think she's, she's underrated. I, I, I'm already leaning toward Tia Claire Toomey over Matt Fraser after looking at the numbers. I think Tia, I think Tia was, I think Matt was stronger earlier in his career, but I think Tia's finishing stronger than, than Fraser did. But that's just, that's just my hypothesis. I just think Tia's underrated because she does there. She's the definition of the, of the superior generalist. There's nothing she sucks at. It's very true. Like, whereas like, and I, I don't know why I'm bringing Matt Fraser into this, but like Matt Fraser, like early in the school, you'd be like, okay, this guy's going to take a bath on this rowing workout, this running workout, the sprint workout. Tia's good at everything. It's, but, it's true. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, that's, that's what I would, that's my answer for that. I think she's, I think she's underrated because not only is she like, hands down the best athlete but she's like she's very well spoken she's good for the the sport she's a good face of the sport like there's just nothing there's no negatives like you can put towards her now the and, overrated underrated we need to come up here i should have wrote this one down to shane Orr. that's that's the oh, discussion man, that's, that's a good one that man is an international fucking treasure <laughs> that dude is the best personality in crossfit oh he's amazing did you hear dave castro's story about him no, I didn't. Okay, real quick. I want to try and keep this under a minute. So games are over. Award ceremony is over. There's no one left in the entire Coliseum except for volunteers whose job is like clean the place up and get everything put back together, right? The rogue employees and all that. So everything's all over. All the fans have left. All the athletes have left. And uh, Dave Castro tells a story. He walks back into the warm-up area. No one is back there. It's all the athletes all the athletes like stuff is laying around and the, the warm-up equipment's laying around and all that. And there's one volunteer back there that's by, by himself cleaning up the, the, the athlete's mess. Right. And uh, Dave Castro walks up to him 
to like just say, hey, you know, thanks for helping or whatever. Say say hi to him. Right. He walks up to the guy and it's Shane fucking Orr. And Dave's like, what are you doing here, man? He's like, well, I'm cleaning up this mess. This is an odd mess. Oh, man. This isn't their mess. This is our mess. Uh, oh, no, stop. Stop the accident. <laughs> stop the accident, please. <laughs> and uh, so anyway, so they, so so Shane says, you know, I'm we're, I'm cleaning up our mess. It's not these volunteers' responsibility to clean up after us. So I'm taking we're taking care of it. And Dave's like, holy shit, man, like that's really cool. You know, we we appreciate you you taking the time, but that's not necessary. You can you can go home. We have people here to do that. Please, so he tells the me. story, and I'm like, yeah, that's why Tia's the fucking champ. Like that that mindset, man. Yeah. Please tell me you Castro know. felt the, obligated to like help clean up at that point. <laughs> All <laughs> like, right, oh, man, so, now I got to clean up some weights. <laughs> I don't think he did. <laughs> uh next up overrated underrated warm-ups uh underrated i would say they're perfectly rated for like elite crossfit games level athletes because they know that they're they're awesome for you but for joe schmoes like me who walk into the gym five minutes late and skip the warm-up i probably would benefit greatly from them but i could care less about them <laughs> i would i i would say and we'll move on the for the average everyday everyday athlete grossly underrated i think for some crossfit games athletes a little overrated uh, yeah i could i could see that too like just like a little like ah if i don't warm up i can't oh you know the i'm gonna i i i'm gonna single her out and it's not fair but it's just an example like the bethany shadburn like um, my warm-up needs to take an hour man. and we got to do all the you know First person that popped into my head. Uh, yeah, of course. But that's not fair. It's just the first person that pops in your head. Uh, okay. All right. Overrated, underrated. The Buttery Bros. <laughs> that's so funny, bro. I was going to talk about them. So I don't watch the Buttery Bros videos, but I was just, I was just, I, I'm, I'm dadding home alone this whole weekend. Mm -hmm. uh, Britt's out of town. So it's just me with the kid for four days. And I'm like, well, I'm kind of, kind of tied down, you know? So I turn on the Buttery Bros last few videos of them at the games. And I'm like, these motherfuckers must be the highest compensated athletes in the entire CrossFit space in terms of sponsorship goes. <laughs> I'm like, these guys, the sponsors that these guys have, it's like over the, like out, out of this world. I feel like they brought in like half of the sponsors to CrossFit. It's like Rain and Whoop. They went through them. Like, yeah, so they, I think they, they got, were sponsored before them. They've got like GoWad. They've got like, and they've oh, who's the other big one they had? They've got like four major sponsors. Um, well, they've got they've got Whoop. They've got Rain. They've got GoWad. They've got um the the blenders glasses. Blenders, blenders. that's it. Yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, so it's it's crazy, and this yeah. is just through their YouTube channel. Not let alone right. their their like feature films. Yeah, right. Um, but as far as overrated underrated goes. It's a tough one. It is a Nothing tough against one. Mars and Heaves. I, I genuinely like those guys. I genuinely, they're awesome for, for the CrossFit space. I, I do think that. Like, I think they're kind of a cool way of sort of blending, like, the bro sesh crowd into bring them into the CrossFit ecosystem. 
but me personally, I'm like, I, not for me, <laughs> just, <laughs> just not for me. Uh, for you. All right. Yeah. I, I really, I really like those guys a lot. I'd love to meet them. Just the sort of the, the pseudo manufactured, like hyper energy type of thing. Yeah. I, but I'm, yeah, it's just not for me. Yeah, they do too much. I I, I want to meet them. I want to meet their like uh, like their actual like them as actual people like and see like their like work ethic. That all the time. Yeah, they're, like, they're hardworking dudes that don't act like idiots twenty four seven. Right. I want to meet them off camera because I think the on camera and off camera personalities are are very different. And like yeah. their work ethic is like legendary. Like everybody I know that knows them says like yeah, just so you know. Hebrew Mars during the week of the CrossFit Games might sleep 10 hours combined. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, I mean, they, they put out YouTube videos every day and compile, like stuff for this feature film that they make. Right. You know they're going to make another one. Like, why wouldn't they? They already, I, so, all right, I'm not the authority on Buttery Bros Matters, but I just watched a video today where they said they're done. Really? Yeah, no, no more documentaries, at least not for the, the foreseeable future. Nice. Yeah. All right. Overrated, underrated. Dolly Parton, country music singer. <laughs> oh, I lose you. Ooh. Overrated. Okay. Um, over, overrated. I was, I was never a big Dolly Parton fan. Overrated? Overrated. Overrated. Exploded. All right. Ex- what, was she, what was she from the, the 70s, the 80s? I mean, she was making music till she was like 80 years old. So I think all of the above. She's like, she's like uh, country music's version of Cher. Like she's just been making hits since like the 60s. No, overrated. She was never, I, I never was into anything that Dolly Parton ever did. I know she was a great country music singer, a great, pretty good actress, but overrated. All I'm going to say is, she wrote, I will always love you and Jolene in the same day. Next topic. Do good things. I'm not saying she didn't do good things, but like you said, I'm my cup of tea. Okay. Oh man. This, right. I'm going I'm going back to CrossFit athletes here. Overrated Ricky Garrard. Overrated. Uh agree. Agree. Don't, I mean. He's in a sense, he's literally overrated because the version of Ricky Garrard that we saw was a doped up version. Right. So right. he was in it was an inflated version. Second, you know, we well, we said this on the rewatch when we did 2017. It wasn't as close as we thought when you go back and rewatch it. He's just a guy with a, a particular set of skills. Um, just happens good at riding bikes. So yeah. uh with that being said. I am so excited to have him back. I'm going to reach out to him. I want to interview him for the podcast. <laughs> I'm almost almost worried for him that he's going to come back and play like 11th and it's just going to be over. <laughs> like, <laughs> uh, he is what we thought he was. Like he's a, he's fine. He was a flash in the pan. He finished third because he was on drugs. So he should just be like, yeah, nope, not coming back. Like I've, I've toured with you guys for four years. I'm not coming back. <laughs> 
Yeah, I mean, how, yeah, he's definitely going. But how many you see that in every sport ever, right? Like, the, you know, this pitcher, you're like, you know, this Hall of Fame caliber player retires or steps away from the game for whatever, and then he comes. Oh, and we see this amazing comeback, and it's like, yeah, it was, it's fine. Yeah, you know what I mean. You see, you see it all the time. Um, and that's probably what he's gonna be. But I'm still so excited for it. Um, I am too. All right. Overrated, underrated. The Philadelphia Eagles. That's a good one. Because I think they're, oh, I'm going to say, I'm going to say underrated. Okay. So I'm just going by what I've seen from power rankings. And I'm, I'm, I'm seeing a whole lot of around like 20, 28th in most of them. Yeah, like 28, 29. I think there's a, a above 50% chance they win seven to nine games, which as an Eagles fan is not something that I want. Like seven to nine, seven right. to nine wins get you nothing. Yeah, that's worst case scenario. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but like I think I think they're more of a the middling team, more of fifteen to twenty, as opposed to twenty seven to thirty in the power rankings. I think I think their defense is a legitimately good defense, not great, but legitimately good. I think they've got weapons on offense, albeit young, and their offensive line is great. Their, their biggest question is just the most important position on the field. Okay. So, Wait, wait, I got one for you. Overrated, underrated, the city of Philadelphia itself. Next question. <laughs> All right, you're up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, I like overrated, underrated. The Lakers. The Lakers? The Lakers. The Lakers. Like going into the 2021-22 season? Yes, go, the 2020. 21-22 Los Angeles Lakers. Russell Westbrook, LeBron James, Anthony Davis. Underrated. I don't give really? a shit. I don't give a shit that Russell Westbrook is the most empty calorie, high usage player in NBA history. Like Russell Russell Westbrook is turning that guy that he's so over, like he's so overrated, he's underrated, or or whatever. You know what I mean? Like, you know, you'll talk about like those guys, like the the narrative on a team will be they're so they've become so underrated, they're now overrated. You know yeah. what I mean? Like the Jags going into this season, they're so underrated. They're now overrated. Russell Westbrook is the, is the opposite. Like everybody keeps telling us how overrated he is that it's like, okay, okay, okay. I get it. But the dude still averaged a triple double four times. That's happened. What once in NBA history and he's done it four times. Like that yeah, means yeah. something. <laughs> yeah. Like you, like, he, like, even if he is a, a, a stat player, He's still doing that, and he he was on winning teams for a few of those years. Right, and so, there's there's plenty uh, of guys that are just stat box stuffer, empty calorie players that don't do that. So, yeah, I, I would close. say, what's that? Don't even get close to that. Right. So for that reason, I would say they are underrated going next year if they can stay healthy, which is a big if for that those guys. Yep. All right. Overrated, underrated. Dave Castro. Tread lightly. Mm. I'm going to say overrated. I think he's like, uh, 
he thinks of himself like NBA referees do. He's like, all right, CrossFit Games. We're going to all the best athletes here, but this is still going to be – you know what I mean? You know, like NBA referees go into games, NBA games, and they're like, all right, how can I get as many cameras on myself as I can? And I feel Repeat like that one more time. Repeat that. One. You broke up on me. So start, start from the top line. You said Dave Castro is like an NBA referee. And then I, you were breaking up. So Dave Castro is like an NBA referee. He, he goes into the CrossFit games, brings all of the elite of the elite athletes in. And he still thinks that the CrossFit games is by Dave Castro. Dave Castro is, is the title, like the, the first name on the title card in Dave Castro's mind. Oh gosh, that's harsh. Whereas, whereas, whereas he should be, he should program the games, and that's it. Like, like he puts he puts on the spectacle, but he shouldn't. His face shouldn't be seen every five minutes, in my opinion. Woof. Okay. I would say here's here's the, the one rebuttal I'm going to say to that is athletes come and they go as marketable faces within the sport. You know, 10 years ago, everybody, you, you know, who, who are we, who are we marketing the sport with? It's going to be, it was Chris Spieler and Jason Kalipa and, and we're still doing with Rich Froning, but, and Dave Castro to a degree. And 10 years later, those guys are gone. Dave Castro is still there as like yeah. a, basically, a, I almost, I don't even, I almost look at him and what you're saying is I almost look at him more as like the face of a company. Like he's like, almost like the, uh, like Mark Zuckerberg of like, of the CrossFit games. Like he's like the boss that you associate, like the face and representation of the company as a whole. Yeah. I, so I take it back that I think that he should just kind of disappear into the shadows. I think Dave Castro should take control of the open because he's really good at that. He's really good at putting on the open announcements and making people want to watch that. And then after that, just let let the elite athletes handle, like, being the faces of the sport. You know what I mean? Because like, I think it, I, mean, I think went, to your point, it was a little bit more like that back in the day. I think it was. I think, to a degree, you are right. Like the, we didn't really give a sh- as much of a shit about Dave Castro back then. It was more about the Dave Castro you saw like the behind the scenes docs, and we didn't have one like on the podcast and the social media like that kind of thing. So. Yeah. No, but I mean, we saw him for went a couple of years without them doing the CrossFit announcements, without him doing the CrossFit announcement in the most dramatic way possible, and it was it was terrible. So like, it, he is good for that, and I'm not saying he's bad for CrossFit at all, but like, I just think he thinks of himself as the headliner when he's got all these athletes to do that. I still think he's underrated. Anyway, next question. All right, I'm up. All right, I got overrated, underrated, CrossFit coaches, elite-level CrossFit coaches. Wait, yeah, okay, so hold on. Are we talking about the people that are yeah. running the, the day-to-day affiliates or the guys that are coaching the high-level athletes? No, I'm talking about Ben Bergeron, Shane Orr, Justin Collier, whatever his name is, those, those types of coaches, coaches that are just coaching the elites. Um overrated by themselves i think they overrate themselves i think they have a a false sense of of importance um 
because I think a lot of these, I think a lot of these guys are, they're just, they're just racehorses, man. You just, you put them in, you put them anywhere, they're going to flourish. And that's, that's my point is like, I think they, they are, I think <clears throat> what they do is underrated as far as this, the complexity of their position. But I would say, uh, I'm not going to keep fat straight on the fence. I'm going to say they're overrated in the sense that if you hand someone a Matt Fraser, anybody could have coached that guy to win in the CrossFit game. Agreed. He's just a, he's just a freak show. He's a Michael Jordan type of mentality. That guy was going to win wherever you put him. Um, and I would say overrated because a lot of guys are quote coaching these athletes. And it's like, really what you're doing is writing programs. That's your coaching mm -hmm. you're doing, you know? And I don't, if you're not with that athlete day in and day out, working with them, getting to know them, finding the little ways to make them better, working with the little nuances or finding people to help them with that. You're not a, you're not a coach. You're a program writer. Yeah. I, I would say I would agree with you because most of these coaches are just, they're like, all right, I'm going to write your workouts for you. I'm going to check your, you do my best. None of these guys are, most of these guys aren't Olympic weightlifting coaches. So I'm going to check your form and that's, that's, that's what I'm going to do. But I think we found out over the last, however many it's what you do in like the 12 to 16 hours that you're not at the gym that really is going to put you over the top. And that's when there's no crews around. Yeah. No, I think that's uh, the shit. No, no CrossFit coaches. That's the stuff that I think Ben Bergeron is exceptional at. Like a, the guy's extremely well, well informed. He really knows his shit and he can help. Like he helps with the technical aspect of it. But he's going out there and getting blood panels done. He's going out there and he's like finding the like the best type of body work for you. They're they're going into this the most tiny minutia of the nutrition aspect of it. Like in that sense, that guy, I I'm not like someone like Ben Bergeron to me is a coach in every sense of the word. Yeah. So that's why also... it's hard to say overrated, underrated. That's why I want to be specific. Yeah. Okay. All right. Now, do you find this to be overrated or underrated? The Olympics. Overrated. Yeah. yeah. Next question. <laughs> I 100% agree. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think we need to elaborate. Yeah. Yeah. All right. But please. I mean, it's just. Um... I don't know. It's it's like it's like watching weightlifting. Like you you go into most events knowing who's going to win. I mean, always the outliers. But there's also 150 events. It's like you can't keep track of anything. They're all at weird times. It's just. I feel like 20 years ago it was more important, but now it's like I don't. Know. I'm, I'm just not as in, I'm not in it. Overrated. My uh, my thing with the Olympics. Um. I think it's overrated. There's just uh, I mean, we've gotten the whole argument on this podcast numerous times about certain things I just don't think are a sport. And the argument there is like, oh, we are watching the peak of human performance in a specific task. And I'm like, okay, cool. Well, where do we draw the line there? Because you could make anything into a sport then if it's all about just watching the person that's the best in the world at fucking catching butterflies. Right. But, uh, um, my thing, I, I got into this, I got an argument about this this weekend. And two of the people, one of the person I'm arguing with was a college javelin thrower, my wife, and the other two people I was arguing with were college swimmers. So, bit of a touchy subject. But yep, yep. 
<laughs> and yeah, uh, you're walking on thin ice there. Right. And here's my thing with, with the Olympics. I, here's, in my opinion, and I think we can all agree, it's incredibly valuable. The way you fix the Olympics is there's just too many goddamn events. <laughs> okay. Too many events no one cares about. This just, there's just too many events. So, like, I actually was surprised. I went through, like, this summer Olympics events. There's a lot more of them that are better than I thought. But, like, for example, I said with throwing. We do, in my opinion, we don't need a shot putter, a hammer thrower, a javelin thrower, and a discus thrower. In my opinion, you should go to the Olympics as just a thrower. And you have multiple events, the same way, like, the pentathlon or the decathlon works. Yeah. You know what I mean? My wife's like, you're just too programmed for CrossFit. Not everything's going to be like CrossFit. I'm like, no, you don't. The, the, the object of the game should be, let's find out who's the best person in the world at throwing shit. And that's what we're going to do. You're going to have multiple events of just throwing. And, uh, and then like with swimming, swimming's a great sport. There's just too much. So I'm like, I have no issue with them having multiple distances or like the medleys or anything like that. Right. Why do we need different strokes for all the different distances? The object of the game should be, who's the fastest swimmer in the world? You do whatever you need to do to do it. <laughs> like, like, for instance, right? Track is a fun sport to watch, especially if you know anything about track. For the layman, we're pretty much just watching it saying, go America, right? We don't watch the... Uh, say the 100 meter dash because I don't want to say any of the wrong events right we don't watch the 100 meter dash and say all right Usain Bolt you were the fastest guy in the world this year now comes another crew of people they're gonna run it backwards <laughs> I like mean, the whole but, the whole goal but, is like we just want to see who's the fastest person so for like swimming it should just be who's the fastest swimmer that's what I want to see I'm, but the track they do kind of do that just throw a hurdle in you know what I mean <laughs> All right, well, I mean, sure, okay. <laughs> That's why, like, the steeplechase, that doesn't need to exist. That event, we can we can scrap that one. Fair enough. Do you know what I'm saying? But it's not like, you know, like, okay, we're going to do the, the 5K run, but every lap, you're, you're going to run in a different way. And then, yeah, certain sports are just <laughs> like, like, wrestling is an amazing sport. It's an amazing sport. Incredible athletes. They're unbelievably talented. I'm not taking a single thing away from that. The way wrestling is set up makes it very difficult to watch, especially if you don't know that much about wrestling. Ah, I'm losing it. Hold on one sec. Yeah. Yeah, no, you're right. Okay. You're back. Yeah. Sorry. I know I asked you the question and then I went off about it. So please. If you have anything left to say, please get it out. You good? Yeah. Hold on one sec. Okay, so you're back. So anyway, I kind of went off on a tangent there, and I apologize. If you have anything left to talk about, say about the Olympics, please get it in. I apologize for interrupting you. Nothing left to say. I just think it's overrated. <laughs> <laughs> All right, next question. All right, how many more do you have? Uh, I've got two more, and I want to finish. Okay, so I've got... I can probably get two more. All right, one more for me. Uh, overrated, underrated. Game of Thrones. Underrated. People 
trashed it way too much for the final season. The final season was okay. Yeah. The, the older I get, the more I hate the final season. But they act like one bad season completely ruined the, the, the whole ride that we were just on. I agree with you. Uh, completely underrated. <laughs> like it, it was a phenomenon for 10 years. And then we're all upset about like three episodes. Right. So like, I didn't like the final season either, but I still appreciate how much I look forward to watching that show every week and how much I like thought about it when it wasn't on TV. <laughs> many, many a barroom conversation. Yeah. Yeah. There has not been another show that has brought like brought out those conversations or brought out like those thoughts in my head. So I agree. Yeah. Underrated. Yeah. I said, we have talked here a lot in recent years I like how HBO uh, kind of sucks now. Now yeah. I've heard they've got some cool stuff coming down the pipe, but HBO sucks now. They, they just don't have anything of like that caliber. Like they, yeah. they, they, they threw out they, for a while. They threw out like bangers after bangers, like Sopranos, the wire game of Thrones. It was like, there was a lot of good stuff that just like, it just kept going. And it's, it's been kind of, stale for the last few years well i'll keep my opinions on that uh to myself okay okay next overrated underrated uh the covid vaccine i'm just kidding oh god <laughs> <laughs> all right overrated underrated strict pull-ups underrated please underrated especially in our space i mean and I'm a victim of it. It's like, all right, I can, I'm, I can do like eight, eight to 10 strict pull-ups pretty, pretty easily. And then ah, I'm just going to do butterflies the rest of the time, you know? And I get into a situation where like, I just do butterflies for days and now I've got a bum shoulder. So um, I don't know. It, it, it's underrated because it's not, it's not pushed more on CrossFit athletes. It's do your strict pull-ups until, until you can get your butterfly pull-ups and then don't do them again. Fair enough. <clears throat> so um I get why, like, like why we do it. Cause it's, it's, you're strong enough. Let's, let's do it. Let's like, we want to get through the workouts faster. Like want to want everybody to breathe harder, but like taking a step back and like getting strengthening those muscles and getting back to the basics and um, w would be a good thing for a lot of CrossFit gyms. Uh, people that do CrossFit in general, cause I'm not saying any gym is um, a bit like, pushes that more than the other but like i mean i know that i would much rather go into the gym and bang out 30 butterfly pull-ups as opposed to like five strict pull-ups because that's all i could do and that's just not the way of that's that's not the way you should think about it hmm. yeah it's yeah i think i think they've become overrated in the sense that just like you know you have some gyms that are saying like no butterflies that you can do 10 strict pull-ups or like the the gyms that are like or the people are like, oh, zero pull and zero pull-ups were done that day. You're like that fucking that bullshit too. Like, yeah, yeah. I think it's some. Sometimes we. For, I think the big thing is like we forget sometimes why we do the the butterfly pull-ups and why we do the strict pull-ups. And I put it on the gym sometimes. It's like just program strict pull-ups sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but then you have the other gyms that are like, we don't do butterflies. We don't do kipping here. We're all strict, and it's like, well, then now you're missing another important element of just like metabolic conditioning that you get with not going to a CrossFit gym and not 
and not doing kipping or butterfly pull-ups is like going and running and you can only run with your hands in your pockets. Right. Yeah. You can, I mean, like, you know what I mean? Like there's a reason we do it. And it's just, you gotta, you just have to be a good coach and instill that why. Right. And uh, for that reason, I say they've gotten, they've gotten to the point now where they're kind of overrated. I think it's just, you, you can't be a lazy programmer. You have to program all the different stuff. It, de- it yeah. depends on where you go, whether or not it's overrated or underrated, because you could you could go to travel to three different gyms and they'll like like oh, we don't do strict pull ups here. Why would we? They're never in competition. Right. Yeah. Or you right. can go to ten other ones and it's like yeah we do strict pull ups all the time. Why wouldn't we? It's, yeah. They're, they're great for your shoulders and strength, strengthen your back and everything. Right. So. Next question. You're up. I'm out. You're out. I'm out of questions. Okay. Here we go. Final question. Overrated, underrated, CrossFit's performance-enhancing drug problem. Overrated? I don't think there's a problem. Please, tell me all about it. I don't think, like, overrated because, like, yeah, we make a big deal of, like, two people that get popped every year that come to the games, but it's not like, like the the biggest headliner was Ricky Garrard, and that was because he did well. But like other than that, like who who are we talking? We're talking about like the the fourth fe- or the the second female on like uh, the twelfth place team, or like like a girl that was going to finish in thirty eighth place anyway. You know, it's not like we're not having these high level these high top level elite athletes po- get popped every year. So like. Um, performance enhancing drugs are a problem in every sport and more so like football, baseball, those, those sports have more of an issue than what, what CrossFit does. Fair enough. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's, I mean, that's, I think that's a, a perfectly fair argument. Um, it's just, it, it's, it just came to mind. I wanted to do a PED episode. I just wasn't sure. We have enough yet to sort of warrant a PED episode, at least not until drug tests get back. All right, we're back. And we are recording. Sorry about that. Anyway, um, I wanted to wait. I, I, w- I wanted to do a PED episode. Uh, but I don't know necessarily, at least in, unless something happens, that, it, that it's warranting a full episode yet. But it was just on my mind because we've just seen so – We I do feel as though we had an – and I, I could be wrong about this too. I did feel as though we had an inordinate amount of, of failed drug tests. Uh, this year, I guess they were mostly on the team side um, or exclusively on the team side. Hey guys, Kyle here. So sorry about the uh, internet connection. As it turns out that we don't have the best Wi-Fi out here in rural Pennsylvania. Uh, However, I think we effectively discussed this topic to the amount that it needs. Uh, However, expect this one to be something we revisit in the future. Uh, Unfortunately, Dunk had to go uh, and the internet was just not wanting to cooperate for us. So I think we're going to wrap this episode up from here. Uh, My apologies for the uh, for the internet connection issues. Uh, We're going to get that wrapped up and taken care of in the future. Uh, But for those of you that tuned in today, thank you so much for listening. Thank you for making it to the end for us. Uh, We're going to be back with you real soon with a nice fun episode.